my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Ears. I'm Uncle Daddy. I'm Joe Stapleton. He's my work wife, James Hardigan. Happy Sesame Street Day, Joe, which I feel is an appropriate one because mm. our boss sometimes refers to me as Big Bird, and you will always be my Mr. Snuffleupagus. Oh, that's nice. At least other people can see me in this particular case. <laughs> Coming up on today's show, we are finally, finally done with WCOOP. I'm not going to lie. It was weird picking it back up after laying it down, but it was worth it. Agreed. We cover the 10K main event for three days this week, and it was spectacular. Plenty of huge names went deep in this thing. Not all of them going to the finish. However, we're going to recap the entire thing in just a moment. Uh, sorry, everybody. You can expect this episode to be a little shorter than usual this week. You have had plenty of us. Absolutely. You've had hour after hour after hour. So a combination of the audience probably being bored with us and us being knackered is a good reason to just kind of come out, say what we've got to say, then go away again. And there isn't that much left to talk about. We've been over it all. We got four whole days coming in your eyes and ear holes this week. Uh, we do have a new super fan, however. Yes. Optimus Clang, a.k.a. Julian Lang, challenging me to a general trivia quiz. I'm actually pretty excited about this. I like yeah. general trivia, and I like the fact that I couldn't study for it. Yeah, I, and Patrick has gone to town, so this should be a fun one. Looking forward to it, for sure. Um, so... Let's pick up on one of the conversations we had during the WCOOP live streams, Joe. The movie Poker Face, and we now have to be specific. We're not talking about the song by Lady <laughs> it's Gaga. Our, our We're not weekly talking about Poker the, Face update. <laughs> not talking about the TV show uh, starring Natasha Leon. We're talking about the Russell Crowe movie, yes. which you... will be available on Sky Movies from this weekend. So you want us to put off doing it as a Poker Movie Monday, though, because you still think there's a chance that we could get Russell Crowe on yeah, the show? Yeah, so give me, give me like a window. Give me like a couple of days. We can do it off the air. Give me like a couple of days that I can say to Russell Crowe, hey, if you're available more or less any time during the, these like 42 or 78 hours, we would love to squeeze it in. He does, I've mentioned this before, he's pretty friendly on Twitter. I, I follow him on Twitter. Um, he's And I followed him a while ago, just so it wouldn't be like a late game follow. So we could see how like I followed him yesterday. And now I'm trying to get him on the show. As soon as he announced this movie, I started following him. Look, I'm not going to lie. I thought maybe he might need a poker consultant. <laughs> My guess is, given, given what I've seen of this movie, there may not have been a poker consultant. Who knows? Plus, Australia, they got people for that. Doesn't matter. Anyway, give me a window of a couple of days. I'm okay, just going to go, got it. hey, man. We, we do a poker podcast. We're big fans. Would love to have you on the show. And uh, none of that is untrue. I am a huge Russell Crowe fan. There was that time where he was like a little bit of like unfriendly persona non grata. And I think maybe those things either got blown out of proportion or he seemed to really come around since then. Um, I, I think he's got a good sense of humor. I don't think we're drawing dead. Cool. Now, I, I, I leave it in your more than capable hands. Okay. And we'll remind you that now that the midterms are over, yes. Nate Silver also should be on okay, the list. Okay, so give me a Nate Silver, what, what date we want a Nate for again, and Russell Crowe, and I'll see what I can do. Um, as far as poker and movies is concerned, I want to thank uh, Luke Hayes Payne, who is a Facebook friend of mine, who sent me a clip from something called The Terminal List on Amazon, which I think is a TV show? 
Maybe it's a movie. I'm not really sure. Uh, sent me a clip of a poker scene, and uh, it it was one of those poker scenes where like that it was not shot super realistically, but what happens in the hand is actually kind of cool, and it might be worth going over. This is the Chris Pratt show on Amazon yes. Prime, right? Chris Pratt, huge, yes, huge um, uh, show for them. I, I mean, we can't necessarily do uh, an entire episode about kind of an, an eight-episode TV series. Maybe right. we can just break down this poker scene, though. Put that on the list as well. Okay, great. Terminal list going on. Maybe like as an addendum to whatever poker movie Monday we do next, we can do sure. like a little bonus scene sure. from the Terminal list. James, you finally watched House of the Dragon? Nine out of the ten episodes. I'm going to watch the tenth episode on the flight that I will be taking this evening, along with the latest episode of Andor, along with the latest episode of The Peripheral. Those are the shows I'm into right now. I know that season two of White Lotus is on week to week right now. I'm going to wait for it to finish, and I'll just binge the entire thing like I did with the first season. Okay, so House of the Dragon, very excited. Wish we could talk about it right now. Andor, you always do this to me, so I'm not going to feel guilty about doing it to you. Last night's episode of Andor was out of this fucking world. It was so fucking good. You're not the first person to say this. I had text messages while we were streaming the <laughs> WCOOP final table last night from friends and colleagues telling me that I have to watch it now. I'm kind of busy, guys. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, oh, yeah, Andor is on tonight. And then I was like literally on the edge of my seat the entire time. Our old podcast guest, Joseph Kant, will not stop banging out about how boring Andor is. There's no way you could possibly have watched last night's episode and thought the show is boring. And you know what? We've been giving tons of credit to Tony Gilroy, which is totally uh, deserved. But the last bunch of episodes have been Bo written Willimon. by Bo Willimon. Yes. Which, if who people was the don't creator know, of the American version of House of Cards, I believe. Correct. Correct. So you can understand why they're like really nailing the politics and the sort of the parallels I, between what's going on in the real world. I think this is the first time, and I know this is the stuff that Joseph Kahn doesn't like, and I totally disagree with him. I think it's really important that we see the empire as the fascist regime that it was always meant to be. And I don't think that it's ever been portrayed other than the bad guys in any of the other movies or TV shows. This is a pure evil government, effectively. And it's never been portrayed like this before. I'm loving every episode. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that's maybe what was sort of lacking in some of the other Star Wars things that weren't all that compelling is like if you don't really hate the bad guys how yeah. much can you root for the good guys anyway excited for you to watch andor over to white lotus you remember when i watched white lotus i really thought the show was great but i thought it dragged a little bit and i think if you binge it i'm watching it week to week i've watched the first two episodes and i'm already saying get on with it guys same as the first season compelling characters interesting Great location, but I want to know what the fuck the whole hook of the show is. And I'm two episodes in, and I still don't really know yet. So maybe binging is better. I think it probably is a different experience if you look at it as an extended motion picture rather than a TV series. My feeling on the first season, I didn't have that issue. Yes, was it a tad overlong? But I think the alternative would you have you either have a TV series that's slightly too long. Or a movie where a lot of good stuff is left on the cutting room floor. And I would probably rather have the former than the latter. Sure. Yeah. So, plus, you know, you need to look at the thing as a whole. And at the moment, I'm just looking at the first two episodes. Yeah. Um, another quick little callback back to uh, 
our producer friend Lauren, who's been on the show, produced The Card Counter. Uh, her latest movie is called Joyland. And uh, it's a movie that I think is going to be. Oh no, maybe I can't say this out loud. I think we're gonna hear we're gonna hear a, lo- a lot more about this movie in the coming months. But it was interesting because she had the premiere party, the LA premiere party at her house, uh, which was cool. The director was there, and a bunch of producers were there. But a bunch of poker players ended up there too, which is interesting. Uh, obviously, Adam Levy is part of my extended friend group, so he was there. Uh, but a poker player named Oasis Ahmed was there. Uh, he's a big cash game player out of L.A. Uh, his girlfriend is a very prolific writer named April She also plays poker. They're producers on the film, so they were there. And they brought a blast from online poker past Pearl Jammer, John wow. Turner. That's was amazing. There. Yeah, and then John found out while he was there because Lauren had some stills up from the card counter that I was the poker consultant on the card counter. And John, turns out, is a massive movie buff and has, like, this Letterboxd account, like a like a pr- fairly prolific reviewer on Letterboxd and showed me his, like, 2,000-word review of the card counter, um, which he remembered as being not that complimentary toward the poker, but then when he showed it to me on the spot, it was like, the poker scenes are fairly realistic. And I was like, oh, thank God. Okay, oh. so normally... In the first couple of months of the new year, we always do a kind of movies and TV show special. And in previous years, we've had Jessica Wellman, Neil Farrell, Sam Greenwood, Pearl Jammer. Definitely, we need to get John Turner as our movie TV correspondent next time we do one of those deep dives into pop culture. Let's do it. I I had a blast talking to him about movies at uh, at this premiere party. So that's a great idea. A uh, couple of quick poker headlines before we get into WCOOP. Uh, a new member of Team PokerStars Pro, Michigan Twitch streamer David K. Not going to lie, don't know a lot about David, but that's fine because I think, Joe, it might be time for another streamer special episode. I think it was late last year. We got to know GJ Reggie and Majin. I would say that maybe David and maybe accidental grenade or nigo that we could take stock of the poker scene in america take stock of the twitch scene in the u.s that would be a good idea but i think it's time to start buttering up the american guys just in case you know just in case things get get fully legalized here we don't want to be johnny come lately to kissing those guys asses so by the way is it david k the letter or k like spelled out k-a-y-e Okay, spelled out K. All right, wonderful. Congratulations, David K. Looking forward to talking to you on a future episode. James, I saw a a poker headline this week that got me a little bit excited. I know that sometimes I get excited. You're the one to bring me back down to earth. Are we we going to the Irish Poker Open? I don't know is the honest answer. I don't know what our involvement or participation might be. Uh, It is going to be a co-sponsored event. Both Paddy Power, which has been a long-time sponsor of the Irish Open, and PokerStars, because they're both part of the same corporate family. Uh, But yes, I think PokerStars is going to have a certain amount of involvement with the event. Possibly, possibly with the live stream. This is all to be discussed and decided. So maybe, just maybe. And obviously we'll have to drag former Irish Open champion Griffin Benji with us if we go. Yeah, you know what? I mean, look, live streaming is one way to do it, but I think what better way to honor your longtime voice of poker 
and Irish national James Hardigan than to put him into the Irish Open, follow James for once. Let's see James play a poker tournament. And maybe Joe plays too. You know, maybe just as a <laughs> as a thing they both play. But, you know, if there can't be a live stream, certainly it's got to be cheaper to free roll Joe and James in the Irish Poker Open and still get some content out of it. Just throwing it out there. I know I, some of the bosses listen to this. Do not ignore this section. I don't. I don't dislike this idea. All I will say, <laughs> if we do get to go in any capacity, I did go to the Irish Open one year, 10 years ago, 2012. There is an atmosphere around this poker tournament unlike any other. And I'm This has been on my list for years, for years to go to the Irish Poker Open. Every year, people like Stapes, this is the tournament for you. This tournament is a blast. It's a big party. you got to come. Okay, we've got time. We're going to make something happen. Okay. Uh, but before... We look to the future. Let's look back at the last few days and let's draw a line under the 2022 World Championship of Online Poker. It does feel weird to be recapping WCOOP without Howard Swains. In fact, it was slightly oh. weird doing three days of live streaming of the series without his contribution. But Howard had a holiday booked weeks, if not months in advance, when the Take Two miniseries was rescheduled and unfortunately was not available, is not around today. Fortunately, Joe, his colleagues at the PokerStars blog, Matthew and Jack, have been doing sterling work and courtesy of their data compilation, I can bring you the final series stats 367 tournaments, 1.18 million total entries what? across the series, $108.5 million in prize money, with 17 million paid to winners. So, of course, the series ended up being much bigger than originally forecast, much bigger than originally expected. Uh, and this feels like the kind of numbers that a, a world championship series should have, quite frankly. Yeah, the whole thing did feel very world champion-y, um, especially, look, I know it wasn't ideal that the main events ended up happening uh, a few weeks later. Obviously, look, a disaster that it had to happen a few weeks later. Obviously, no one would have chose it that way, uh, but hey, it they came through. Right. It's, they came in through. terms of making the best of a bad situation, yeah, 100%. Um, and it is worth pointing out that this is, you know, the rerun of events that had to be cancelled, plus some additional tournaments. And now we have the final numbers. So we know, for example, that Brazil won a total of 70 titles in WCOOP 2022. And to put things into perspective, the country with the second biggest number of titles, the UK has 42 uh, so a phenomenal performance by Brazil and Rui Ferreira, who plays under the Brazilian flag right now, was named player of the series. That actually happened back in September. Uh, both he and Benny Glaser won four trophies during the series. So Denis Strebkov's record, Adrenaline's record of five titles in one series mm -hmm. has still not been equaled, but both Benny and Rui came very close. 
I mean, Benny came really, really close because he had several second place finishes, at least Correct. two, but I think more than that. I'm I'm comfortable saying two, but I think it was probably three or four second place finishes on top of the four he won. I just did the human calculator, did the math real quick, by the way. 70 titles for Brazil out of 367 tournaments. 19% of the tournaments were won by one country. It's quite incredible. Uh, <laughs> the thing I think Benny is proudest of is that he has more coupe titles now than any other player. He's now one ahead of Naza, Javiera. Glaza? Naza. Naza? Glaza. By the way, I ran into Naza in the elevator in EPT London, and he he is handsome. He is. That's not fair. That someone gets to be that good at poker, and that <laughs> you're supposed to be a you're supposed to be a a, a nerd troll. God damn it, Naza! So during the WCoop Take Two mini series that started last Saturday and concluded on Wednesday, Tonka, playing from Spraggy's bathroom, won the 1K8 no game. <laughs> Lena 900 showed up. Nicholas no Astet. This is hilarious. So Lena won his first WCoop title of 2022 defeating C. Darwin heads up. Then, a couple of days later, won his second WCOOP title, defeating C. Darwin heads up. <laughs> Come on. Uh, the, the, uh, the simulation is broken, sounds like. <laughs> we did this one already. But this is the stuff we love about these big online series. This is the stuff we know that Howard lives for, are these weird stories, these weird coincidences, and these incredible accomplishments. Marartha. Artemisorosian took down two high stakes no limit holdem MTTs in the same night. So people are still putting in these incredible performances, winning multiple trophies, uh, the kind of stories that makes it all worthwhile as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, look, it, it, and I think the redo of the main event weekend, the fact that it's still ended up being a good weekend for the people that are there day in and day out for the rest of WCOOP. It's only fitting, right? Like the redo was as much for those people as it was for people who were taking a shot or maybe playing only one event, saving it up for the main event. The fact that people like Tonka, Lena, C. Darwin, Mar Arthur, guys who are always in there, um, good for them is all I'm saying. Like, that's great. I'm glad that it ended up being a, a beneficial extra tack on for them as well absolutely so let's talk about the tournament that we were focused on joe the 10k main event the high buy-in main event which was the world championship of no limit hold'em three days of coverage which started on monday of this week which was not going to sugarcoat it a long ass day world famous bubble coverage and more seven hours of streaming and Apologies that I have to bail at a reasonable hour UK time. Um, but you and Maria did sterling work to see this through to the final 39 players. Yeah, you know, look, it's um, it, it, it's fine. We've done we had we were pretty spoiled as far as like broadcast days were concerned for most of W Coop, right? We That's had true. Our longest stream was probably five hours. Um, most of them coming in around three and a half, four hour marks. So, you know. Not that big of a deal to do a slightly longer day. And what really made it kind of cool was that there were a lot of people we were interested in uh, from the start of that day. And by the end of that day, there were still a lot of people that we were very interested in. Uh, Tuesday was a, was a different story uh, where we did end up sort of 
losing a lot of those players Tuesday into Wednesday. But uh, for the first time in a while, we saw someone end the day as chip leader Monday, end the day as chip leader Tuesday, and then end the day as chip leader on Wednesday. Incredible. By the way, Tuesday, a much shorter day, arguably too short. I was worried that we were then set for a, 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 a final table that might really go the distance. It almost did. I would say, all things considered, that final table on Wednesday was befitting of a 10K championship event. And even though it was a decent length final table, it didn't really drag. Even the heads up, which went on for over an hour, was exciting because it had those big swings. It had the big swings and it had two distinct playing styles, which uh, both of which, neither of which I'm qualified to say was good or bad. Both appeared to be good, just different. Uh, Luis Faria obviously getting up, getting to heads up with Bernie. And yeah, the back and forth nature of it uh, with big bluffs uh, being run, big hero calls uh, made from both sides of this. And throughout the final table, there were some very, very exciting moments that weren't necessarily decided by huge pre-flop all-ins. There were a lot of there was a lot of multi-street action, a couple of hands that Nick was like, look, these might be worth analyzing later on in greater depth. One of the things that sort of saves me, uh, first of all, is that we always have a pro in the booth now, someone who's, you know, really has experienced these situations a lot more than I have, but also that there's not a ton of time to go over what's happened in the previous hand because by the time you get to like the turn, there's it, three hands have gone by. Yeah. It's going by fast. So there were some really interesting hands in there that I think are worthy of further discussion if people want to go back and take a look at them. I mean, you've already referenced, Joe, that Luis Faria was dominant throughout every single day, dominant at the final table. And another important thing to highlight is for the first time in a long time, we did not see a deal even touted, let alone discussed or agreed. So that heads-up match was for a phenomenal amount of money. And the full advertised first prize of $1.29 million went to the winner. Yeah, and I think that that's, you know, obviously there's lots of factors at play when you're talking about whether or not a deal gets discussed. I think part of it was sort of the dynamic between who made it to the top three. Uh where, was it Jan who, who was fourth or third? I think Jan went out in fourth, yeah. Okay, so when you have... Uh, I think when you have players who maybe aren't so aware of what the skill levels are of the other people they're playing with, I think it makes it harder to make a deal. I think that when there's a perceived edge where, you know, Bernie's results are hitting, Jan's a relative amateur... Um, I'm so sorry that the person finished in third. The name's escaping me at the moment. I just think that without those... Uh, and Bernie had their results hidden. And so I think without there being like a well... Whether you... Like, usually the people who make a deal know each other, right? And they're like, okay, I know that these guys are have the same sort of edge. That we all have like a similar edge in this game. Prudently was in third. Thank you very much. Uh, prudently, you know, not not a ton that we know about prudently either. So I think that... I, I, thank you, Patrick, by the way. I want to give Patrick credit for that, for saving me in that moment. Um, I think that the deals happen more often when it's when it's regs, right? When it's regs who know that they don't have a huge edge against each other. And also, we talked about this multiple times, the structure of this, 
was so luxurious and so slow that that also takes the variance out of it a little bit where the skilled players, the edge players, know that they're probably going to more often win it than not. So it does make sense that there was no deal in this case. Uh, the other person I want to shout out is Adrian Mateos, um, <laughs> yeah. who doesn't need anyone else blowing smoke up his ass, quite frankly. Everyone knows how good he is, but we have seen so much of Mateos this year, um, both live and online, consistently making deep runs, winning the Super High Roller in Monte Carlo, uh, going deep in at least two EPT main events this year, and also putting up results online, including a final table appearance in one of the biggest, if not the biggest, online tournaments of the year. Yeah, and as you said, not that he needs us to blow smoke up his ass, but one of the things I also really love about him, and granted, I don't know him super well, he seems pretty humble. He doesn't really seem to strut around with the ego that some people do, which, by the way, would be deserved if he did, but he's just a really easy dude to like, so I'm happy to cheer for him anytime we see him. Yeah. Uh, so W Coop now in the books. Of course, all eyes will now turn to spring 2023 and the spring championship of online poker. We'll get to that in time. As far as our immediate future is concerned, we're back to the usual rotation now of Monday night streams, focusing on the Sunday million uh, on Monday nights. And of course, our next big stream will be from Prague. We mentioned it uh, last night as well that if you want to watch EPT Prague, we'll be streaming the main event from the 14th to the 18th of December on the PokerStars Twitch and YouTube channels. So no guest on this week's podcast, but stay tuned for details of next week's guest. It's a doozy. Uh, we do, however, have a super fan, and right now we are welcoming Julian Lang to the show. Hello, Julian. Hey, guys. Hi. I, I'm a little bit worried about Julian challenging me to general knowledge because he's a fan of me, so he's probably very smart. <laughs> I don't know about that, to be honest. He's, um, he's probably mean... a brilliant genius of a man. <laughs> Julian came to my Edinburgh show, so I know he's he, he's got to be top one percent i appreciate it i'm not sure that's true but uh but i kind of like the idea that this is completely open-ended i have no idea what's coming up with this uh, general knowledge quiz so. well do you do it to yourself you get to pick the specialist subject you're the one who suggested general trivial that might have been something joe suggested that you then piggybacked off um i'm hoping and You've always seemed, and obviously Optimus Clang is a reg when we're doing our live streams, you've always seemed to me like a reasonable person, Julian. So I'm hoping that you are this side of superfan and not that side of state stalker. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think I'm reasonable, yes. Um, Julian, tell us yep. a little bit about your general knowledge. Give us some general knowledge about your life. Oh, right. Okay. Um, well, I, I work in... Uh, mostly in computer games. I, I do computer animation, special effects, and so on. Uh, I've worked mostly in games, some other stuff, TV, uh, and so on as well. Mostly freelance these days. So um, it's uh, I do a lot of work from home now as well. And uh, yeah, that's, that's my main background. In terms of poker, I guess um, my introduction, like a lot of people from my generation, would probably be Channel 4 Late Night Poker. But yeah. Uh, um, uh, then sort of, uh, my thirst for live poker, um, drew, drew me to you guys about in 2014, I think it was. And, uh, I've been a, a regular for most streams since then for your live events. 
So uh, this might be an annoying question to answer because uh, every actor, writer, whatever I know hates it. But would you have worked on anything that we would know, Julian? Probably a few things. Yeah, I think so. Um, in terms of games, um, I was just like, on- yes, thank you for your question. Wh- which games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, L.A. Noir was one I worked on. A great game. Yep. Really great game. Yeah, I worked on the interview sequences, a lot of them, where, where you have to work out whether the guy's lying or telling the truth, that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's one Sorry, project I worked on. Was there like a poker connection to that? Did you volunteer for that section knowing <laughs> that you had a little bit of extra knowledge of facial tells? It was definitely something as soon as I knew what was happening that I wanted to do, for sure. Yeah. 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 That's really, really cool. Um, well, you don't know what's coming. Joe doesn't know what's coming. I have in front of me 18 questions split across nine different categories. Here's the deal, guys. Wow. We are going to cover six of these nine categories. So here's how it's going to work. Julian, as you are the super fan, as you are effectively our guest, you will get to pick the subject. Joe, because you run so well, with question selection, you will get to pick whether you take the odd or the even question. That's Ooh. how it's going to work. All right. So I will keep reminding you of the categories. Up front, I can tell you there is geography, music, sports, history, animals, food and drink, TV and film, transport, general knowledge. So what would you like to pick as the first category, Julian? Oh, let's go with geography. Geography. And Joe, you get to go odd or even. Sorry, these are questions about jogging? Geography? Don't be silly. Do you want the odd or the even question? I'm I'm an odd man. Okay. In that case, Julian, you get question number two. Which African country has the largest population? And as ever, multiple choice options are available. Okay. Um... I think it's down to down between two. And the two I'm thinking of. Oh, talk of it out. Which two do you think it is, Julian? Yeah, um, I'm thinking it's either Egypt because a lot of people in Egypt and Cairo. Uh, it's and a birthplace I'm also, of civilization. Yeah, and I'm also thinking Nigeria for some reason. Um, and I'm just trying to think which of the two it might be. I'm going to go Ooh. with Nigeria. And you're, gonna, you're, you're not going to take yeah. the choices. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to gamble and go with Nigeria. Well, had you taken the options, both Nigeria and Egypt were there, so it might not have helped you. Nigeria, <laughs> with a population of 206 million, is the correct answer for two points. Oh, man. Fantastic. Wow. So, well Joe, done. your geography question, what is the second tallest mountain on Earth? The second tallest mountain on Earth. Well, multiple choice options are available. I'll take the choices. Is it Mount Everest, K2, Mount Kilimanjaro, or Ben Nevis? I'm going to go with K2. K2 for one point. So you're both on the board. It's two for the second tallest mountain on Earth. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I thought Mount Kilimanjaro and K2 were the same thing, 
which is why I'm glad I, I took the choices because uh, it turns out they're different. They are indeed. Uh, so Julian, you have the one point advantage going into the second round. I'll remind you of the categories still available. Music, sports, history, animals, food and drink, TV and film, transport or general knowledge. Let's go with TV and film. TV and film. Joe, odd or even? I'm an odd man. Okay. Uh, should I just assume you're always going to take the odd question? Yeah, you can just give me all the odds. Okay. In that case, you get the even question, and it's about Doctor Who. The <laughs> name God. of the first female actor to play Doctor Who. Oh, I should know this. <laughs> I'm going to have to take the choices on this one, I think. I would have, our choices. Okay, I'll give you the options. And I'm uh -oh. going to ask for verification on this. Is it Kelly MacDonald, Vicky McClure, Jodie Whittaker, or Kira Knightley? Well, I would have said Jodie Whittaker, but uh, I'm probably way off. But I'll go with Jodie Whittaker. I would have said Jodie Whittaker. Kelly MacDonald is highlighted as the correct answer. I am going to quickly need to consult with Patrick the Steward. Hmm. Patrick? Uh, Patrick has confirmed there was a typo in the questions. Jodie Whittaker is the correct answer, and that means you are going to get one point, Julian. Cheers. <laughs> All right, I wow. feel like I'm running hot by the fact that I didn't get the Doctor Who question. Unless Joe? this is about only fools and horses, in which case I'm going to fucking kill Patrick. It's about James Bond. Uh, okay. Mm. How many James Bond films did Roger Moore star in? Oh my god. Let me just Google this real quick. Um, <laughs> oh man. Is it worth trying to list? I can. I, let me just try to list them off the top of my head. I'll miss some, but at least I'll know what number it has to be higher than. There's The Spy Who Loved Me. There's uh, The Man with the Golden Gun. There's the um, there's the the voodoo one. What's that one? Live and let die. There's like another one about a, a, a spy loving. There's like another lady one. There's Moonraker. There's uh, a, a, a view to a kill. I think it's I think it's seven. I think I'm missing one more. I feel like if I take the choices. That all the numbers I'm thinking of are going to be in there. So, so you might as well say, roll, roll the dice and say seven. I'm going to say seven. It is always coming seven, and that is the correct answer. And Joe, you have tied the game after the second round. And we move on to round three. So we're almost at the halfway point. Do you need me to run through the categories again, Julian? Yeah, James, I was just wondering, was I not correct with Jodie Whittaker? Or? You were. Yeah. But you took the choices. So you get one I took point. the choices. Okay. Yes. So we're so tied, tied now. Game. We have one, one non-choice each and one choice each. So tied 3-3. Three, three. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Forget me. I'm I'm being daft. Um, what are the choices? <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> music, sports, history, animals, food and drink, transport, and general knowledge. Oh, boy. Um, I'm really... The transport one sounds so weird. Let's just go with that. I have no idea what to Oh, my God. Or. I was hoping you would pick transport. Unlucky, it's gone in books. Little bullseye reference for you there. Uh, okay, your transport question, Julian. In which city would you find the Al Maktoum International Airport? Whoa. Ooh. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to need the choices on this one, please. Okay, is it Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Cairo, or Riyadh? Jesus Christ. It could be any of those, couldn't it? Um... You were hoping a Cleveland would be in there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Santiago, somewhere like that, yeah. Um... I'm going to have to push you for an answer. Let's go with Riyadh. It was actually Dubai. Joe, your question. Which tube line is brown on the tube map? The Baker Lou line, because Correct. you poop in the loo. For two points. And Joe now has the advantage at the halfway point. The next category options. Music, sports, history, animals, food and drink, general knowledge. Uh, let's go with history. History. Okay, so your question, Julian. In what country is the Nobel Peace Prize awarded each year? Gosh. Uh, it's, it's one of two, and I bet if I go for the choices, both answers are there. <laughs> which two? Uh, Tell us which two you think it is. I think it's either Norway or Sweden. Um, let's go with Norway. You won the flip. Uh, Sweden Whew. is the prizes for science and medicine, so you get wow. two points. I would have said Sweden. I would have got it wrong. Good job, Julian. Joe, whose assassination was considered the catalyst for the First World War? Generalissimo Francisco Franco. Would you like the options? No, I said it wrong. It's fine. I got the wrong answer. It's okay. Uh, it's actually Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Franz Ferdinand. Right. Tied game. We're going into the penultimate round. Julian, music, food and drink, sports, animals, general knowledge. Let's try sports. We're going to go with sports. Okay. So Joe wants the odd question, which means you get the even question, which is about basketball. Who Fuck, was that means I got soccer for sure. Who was the finals MVP in 2022? Yeah, basketball's not a sport I know anything about. Uh, let's take the choices. Okay, see if what's names it? Mean anything. Draymond Green, Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, or Stephen Curry? Well, the only guy I've even heard of is LeBron James. So let's go with him. Alas, it was Stephen Curry. Joe, you're running pretty hot today. You've got a question about American football and a question about an American football game that you attended. Who was the oh. Super Bowl MVP in 2022? Oof. Ah, uh, boy. I think I know it straight up. I'll, I'll, I'll take the choices. Is it Aaron Donald, Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, or Cooper Cup? God damn it. Fuck. Cooper Cup. It is Cooper Cup for one point. That's what I was going to say without the choices, but then I heard the choices and I got it. Okay, so we are going into the final round. Your All final right. choice of category, Julian, and Joe is up by one point. The categories remaining are music, food and drink, animals, and general knowledge. Yeah, okay. It's going to be another transport, isn't it? <laughs> uh, let's go with music. We're going with music for the final category. We, it's a weak category for me, Julian. I think it's a good choice. Who sang the song Watermelon Sugar? 
<laughs> this one I would have known. This is a, you're running good here. You're running good. I would have got two points <laughs> in this one, Julian. Uh, let's let's take the choices. Is it Stormzy, Harry Styles, Ed Sheeran, or Rihanna? Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to just take a wild guess because I don't know this one. Take the guess. Let's go with Ed Sheeran. It's actually Harry Styles. Joe, I'll give you the last question. Not that you need it. Do you happen to know Elvis Presley's first number one single? Uh, his first number one single was... Hold on. I'll take the choices. I'll get with the choices, I think. Uh, Joe, the quiz is over. Just give me an answer. <laughs> it's not... It's not Blue Suede Shoes. No, it's, it's Heartbreak uh, Hotel. Heartbreak uh, Hotel, come on! With a one point margin of victory joe is the winner of this general trivia themed edition of superfan versus states but julian it's not all bad news because you still get the poker in the ears t-shirt and you still get your choice of poker in the ears or always coming seven mug so we will be in touch to get your details but thank you very much for your support of everything we do thank you for coming on the show today and uh giving up your time that's awesome, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, uh, I look forward to future streams and uh, and uh, yeah, everything you do. Cheers. And Julian, I would just like to say thank you for being a sane, normal, rational person <laughs> in poker streams and a voice of reason and support and um, not being a complete crazy person that we have to mute or ban. Uh, you're not banned. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, so, uh, James, I was scrolling through the Discord. I, I was going through something in my personal life, and then I saw something in the Discord that I immediately got defensive over, and then I started thinking about, all right, let me, re let me, let me read the Discord. This is from your band who says, uh, great, great show uh, as per usual, guys. Is Joe the biggest travel-slash-hotel disaster ever? <laughs> With every trip brings a new tale of WTF. Now... I, I was feeling pretty defensive about this. You have but then, no, no right to be defensive. I, I On the one hand, I'm like, with all the traveling that I do, the fact that I share every single little story makes it seem like I'm a bigger disaster than I am. I, in general, I just, I don't fuck up the real shit, right? Like, but I never you, get like, did, yes, go on. You seem like you have a counter argument to that. The counter argument is you do share every single story, which makes it sound like this is just a normal day in the life of Stapes. And I think perception may have kind of eclipsed reality <laughs> for a lot of people. Yeah, but so just yesterday, so I have this little suitcase, a little Swiss Army suitcase that I use when I'm just doing a weekend trip. It's enough to hold seriously like an, it's like an overnight bag. Yeah, okay. So uh, I, I'm taking my girlfriend away uh, for the weekend this weekend and I'm looking for the overnight bag. And I have no idea where it is. Like, th this is like an empty suitcase. And there's only two places in the house where we keep suitcases. And I don't, it's not anywhere here. Which leads me to believe the only thing that could have happened is I took it with me on a trip somewhere. <laughs> and I left it either in the hotel or the airplane or the shuttle bus or the Uber. I have no fucking clue where this suitcase is, and I have no fucking clue what was in it. 
because I can't think of what is missing from my life. Like, oh, wait a second. No, I have all of my shoes. Like, I only have a couple <laughs> pairs of shoes. I have all my shoes. I can't think of any shirts that are missing. I don't, like, I don't, I don't know where the suitcase is, and I don't know where the stuff that was supposedly in it is. Like, I don't know what, it's like a glitch in the matrix. I don't know what this fucking thing is. And I was like, God, I really don't want to prove your band right about me being the tr- biggest travel disaster ever. But like, does anyone, by the way, on Discord, please, does anyone have any idea what could have happened to this? And also, I don't want to call every Uber, every every shuttle bus I was on, every airline I might have flown. Because the other thing is this, like, I'm afraid that whoever found it, like, might have gone through it at this point. I don't know what was in there. I'm not sure I want to claim what was in it at this point. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to where this thing ended up, but also, like, if I don't need what was in it, do I really need to find it? In order for it to be on brand and tie into every other anecdote, you needed to have left an iPad in there. No, I have my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> you had to think about it a second, though, didn't you? I did have to think about it for a second because I have two iPads, but one of them, I have like an iPad one that's like in a drawer somewhere, and I don't think that was in there. Yeah, I have no, I, have, I seriously have no fucking idea what went on with what went on with this suitcase or where it oh. is, and it's, and I can't stop thinking about it. Well, look, feel free to continue insulting Joe on Discord or any <laughs> other questions, comments, anything you have to say about the show. We do mention this every single week, but there are dedicated channels to this podcast on the Pokestars Discord server. And yes, the link is in the podcast description. And we are still accepting superfan applications for next year. We are full to the end of 2022, but I've got to start making plans for the podcast in 2023. There's a lot of planning, by the way, to be done for 2023, and I haven't started yet, and it's making me very, very angsty. Oh, man. So, yeah, James likes to get it done early, and I, by the way, I appreciate that about him because he says, he more or less says, here's what the podcast is going to be for the next few months, and I'm like, great, no problem. I can fill in the blanks on that. Speaking of, coming up next week, Welcome to the jungle, jungle man, Dan Cates. We got him. He's on the show. A half hour conversation with Dan Cates. It's always a pleasure to talk to jungle man. Once you get him going, he's very charming. He is very charismatic and he is very unpredictable. So it's going to be a great conversation with Dan coming up next week. I will be at a live poker stop in San Diego. So should we talk about some hands again? Maybe should we do some more ripping on stapes? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll have a win. Who knows? Maybe I'll have something good to talk about for once. Uh, super fan next week will be Sam testing me on Yu-Gi-Oh? I still don't know what this is. So, Patrick, good luck, buddy. I know what it is. I just don't know anything about it. Does that make sense? Anyway, congratulations, Sam, on your win. <laughs> and next week's super fan versus Stapes. James already mentioned the Discord. Get your comments, your questions, your super fan applications in. Uh, but for now, that is all the time we have got for this week's episode. For James Hardigan, I'm Joe Stapleton. Smell you later. Smell you later.